Here are your hosts, Brett Stats Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome in to Sports Time on a Tuesday. Bryant, Brett, Johnny, all with you for the next three hours. We weren't here yesterday. We were running Bills and Steelers, um, but we're back after a, a long weekend for us, I guess, for a Tuesday show. Um, we're all in great spirits for the most part. Brett? I'll just send it to you. How are you doing today? Hi, Brian. I'm doing well. Hey, does this thing work? I was, just, I was wondering oh, after yeah. uh, yesterday, but Brian, uh, yes, we did yesterday run the Bills and the Steelers, uh-huh. but I do think it is appropriate that we really come clean and sh- shoot the listening audience uh-huh. yep. straight. Mm-hmm. And we do uh, Sports 56, WHBQ, DBA, uh, Sports 56, uh, owned and operated by Flynn Broadcasting. Uh-huh. We do have contractual obligation with Westwood One, but the real reason we weren't here yesterday is we were all in mourning over our Cowboys. Uh-huh. Yep, saw this one coming. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> and Johnny and I, we, we tried to formulate a strategy, a plan, uh-huh. into the wee hours of Sunday night of <laughs> yeah. exactly how we would address this. Brian, I've been there. I've told you many times. I, I was in a absolute living, walking snit, that's S-N-I-T, uh-huh. for about six weeks after the Cardinals lost <laughs> to the Royals in 1985 in the World Series. The first two weeks was just a huge state, just kind of wandering around aimlessly, hopelessly, really sad, morose, almost like a you know, a, a loss in the family. The next two weeks, it was a good thing I was 5'8 and then about 150 pounds because I wanted to fight everybody I ran into. I was so mad. And then the final two weeks was kind of a combination of both and the realization of nothing's changing and, yep. and, and, and it was going to stay that way forever. So I know how you feel. And I, and I, 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 in fact, Johnny, as I showed you earlier, I, I've got my tissue here close by today, just in case. Yeah. Of of yeah. any any uh-huh. any any anybody needing any help or yeah, any sympathy that. over over uh-huh. the Cowboys, and um, I never expected the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl this year. I didn't. Right. Me either. When, and when we did. would go, we would go over those teams' ultimate goals. I think mine was NFC Championship game. Even a yeah. loss in that, you could you could certainly say. That was a good year. All joking aside, to to exit a, after a home game, the very idea that the Green Bay Packers have more playoff wins at AT and T Stadium than the Dallas Cowboys yeah. have—that is stunning. That is shocking. That and and I, I can't I can't believe Mike McCarthy hadn't been fired. Is it six o'clock yet, Johnny? I'm 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 ready to go home. I'm ready no, to we go. got a long way. To we go, got Brian. a long show, man. <laughs> I'm ready to go home. And, now. And, and and Brian, the bad thing about this one for the Cowboys is, in all seriousness, we'll get around next summer. I, I'm, I'm trying to look at. The, I'm gonna get the, get the calendar out for next summer. I'm, I'm gonna say the last Sunday. Saturday, Sunday of July, July 27th, 28th, mm-hmm. NFL Network will go live to Thousand Oaks yeah. or wherever the Cowboys train. Yep. They'll go live there, and it'll be dedicated to all-day coverage of them. Jerry Jones, they'll bring him over under the, the little tent, mm-hmm. and they'll get the headset on him, and he'll be pumping that sunshine and selling that stuff. And we, and we, and we collectively will bite and sure. and and. The little passage of time will move on, and and we'll we'll buy the hype again. Oh boy, it it I, it, it will fall really hollow though yeah. from here on. 
everybody, everybody, this was the last great opportunity for the Cowboys before the whole new world of is complete show me. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it seemed like the way this team was playing and, and especially after the collapse for the, for the Eagles that I know we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. But when you look at that collapse and you thought, you, 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 you know, you see the schedule, you, you talk about, oh, the Cowboys have been so good at home this season. It seems like they're a completely different team when they're at home. You felt pretty good. All right. You got the Green Bay Packers. They, you know, just barely make it into the playoffs. You host them. You get a win there. You'll host again the next week. You're playing at home. You're such a good team at home. Yeah. And Johnny, I'll be honest, I was not even in my seat yet. I was not home yet before the Packers scored their first touchdown. And, and that, that it was Packer, that it was that, real quick. That Packer first drive, I mean, was surgical. If I'm yeah. correct, I'd have to get the, the play-by-play out to verify this. I, they they got the, the the kickoff, touchback. And I don't think the clock stopped again. I don't yeah. think they ever ran out of bounds. Crazy. I, there wasn't an incomplete pass. It, it was just surgical marching down the field. And Brian, while I thought the Cowboys, and, and I picked the Cowboys straight up when we did just advancing in the tournament mm-hmm. in, in the brackets. I know there's not a real right. bracket in the NFL, but I had the, I had the Packers plus the points. Mm-hmm. Still thought the Cowboys would pull it out, but I wasn't as confident as most Cowboy fans. About that stretch, uh, uh, about that run da- down the closing stretch of the year. Yeah. Okay, they beat the Rams by 23. Ram- <laughs> Rams are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they beat Tommy DeVito. They beat Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they beat Geno Smith. Uh, they beat the Eagles that had j- just absolutely quit. Uh, and then... Kind of the, as advancing in the tournament goes, advancing in the playoff goes, mm-hmm. the world got reset. Yeah. Cowboys didn't. Lions did. Yeah, no, they sure did. And the Lions, what, what a fun game that was between was. the Lions and the Rams Saturday night. We were getting some text messages. Ron texts in a picture. Um, I'm going to try my best to, uh, to describe this picture they sent in. Thanks for the text, Ron, by the way. It is a skeleton in a Cowboys jersey holding the Lombardi trophy. <laughs> Um, with uh, with a bunch of dust cold, and uh, and cobwebs on it, uh, and wearing, wearing a Cowboys hat as well. Uh, and, thanks, thanks. And we Ron. had we had to miss work yesterday. We were so crestfallen, yeah. Ron. That's yeah. that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. And then we had another texture saying, "Trust me, we've gotten worse at the text line." <laughs> we have uh, another texture text in says, "And the Packers will continue to get better and be- better for several years. Three big time quarterbacks in a row. I mean, Jordan Love. I agree with that. Brett, that you brought true. in the the numbers last week that that surprised me, and I've watched a good amount of the Packers this year um, and I was shocked to hear those numbers Jordan Love I mean for all of the kind of scrutiny he was under right after being drafted into his rookie year and then into the conversations of him taking it over this year he's been unbelievable well it, it was it was scrutiny meets dismissiveness yeah. we, 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 we we largely Ah, there's no way they can stay on right. this roll. And this guy from right. Nevada, he's yeah. shown nothing the time or two. He gets a chance, and and I, I promise you, it, it was last week was was not just a sudden, uh, uh, was not an epiphany for me. 
the first time I, I really kind of set up and noticed him was Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when they, they played the Lions in that early, in that early game. And like everybody, I was at, you know, around a lot of people, but the game was on. Sure. And, and I'm thinking, the Lions are pretty good. And this guy is just absolutely torching yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, who is it? So about that time, that, that's when the college year ends for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I can, I, I watch it all year, but I can watch it a little more closely and, and with a, you know, a l- little more zeal. And I, and I, he, he did it against the Chiefs. <laughs> and, 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 you know, then we were in the Tommy DeVito mania. That's right. And, and, and you know, he, he didn't play that bad against the Giants. Uh, and, and then, then he loses, you know, to Baker Mayfield, then lights it up down the stretch against the Panthers, Vikings. And, and against the Bears, mm-hmm. and I, I said it last week, the best throw against the Bears didn't count as a touchdown. The guy was barely, barely out of the back of the end yeah. zone. I mean, it's every throw. It's every angle. He can come down, he can come down sideways, mm-hmm. three quarters, yep. Dan Quisenberry over the top to his left, two steps, seven steps. Yeah. The reads and how great he is in their offense. You watch them in their offense. It's very deliberate. Play clock gets down to four or five or four or three mm-hmm. almost every time. You're going, hurry up, hurry up! You're going to get yeah. a delay, and he doesn't. It's, I mean, he he gets it out of there. Uh, I I think he could stay on that kind of roll. I I don't know that I'm going to pick the the straight up upset in San Francisco. But I sure like the idea of getting nine and a half. Yeah, and there's, there's, I, I know, uh, Johnny Radio is already, I think, you know, this morning talking about these early what? lines. Gotta get what? on them earlier. Well, no, but he's, he's been talking, I mean, he mentioned all the lines and I, I was kind of surprised of how many double digit lines we have this weekend. Well, it's two uh, or three. B- b- Baltimore now nine. Okay. San Francisco nine and a half. Detroit six and a half. And Buffalo two and a half. Wow. And here's another thing about this weekend. Now, the NFL is never, Smallville. I mean, it, it's not just by the very nature of what it would take to get a team. You're not going to have an NFL team in in Norman, Oklahoma. You're not going to have one in Lexington, Kentucky. You're not going to you're not going to have one in Sioux Falls. But by by their you know by by their reach in TV. I mean, you think of the NFL as New York and Boston, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, Chicago, Miami, Atlanta. All those teams are out. Yeah. I, I I did this today. Here are the here are the teams left remaining by TV market size, okay. and that really matters. Yeah. Six is San Francisco okay. with, with you know, in San Francisco, their TV market's made up of Oakland and San Jose. Sure. Eight is Houston. Okay. Thirteen, Tampa, if you can get over that bridge. Man, if you oh, could just get over that bridge, bridge in Tampa. Woo. Tampa, St. Pete, Sarasota uh-huh. is 13. That's third okay. of, of the teams remaining. Yeah. Fourth is Detroit, 15. I didn't realize Detroit wow. was still that big. I didn't either. 28th, Baltimore. Wow. Third, and, and this, this is not just the 32 NFL teams. This is total U, U.S. TV right. market size. 34, Kansas City. Wow. 37, Milwaukee. And that, that's kind of with an asterisk. Uh, by the way, Memphis is 52. Mm. 54, Buffalo. Wow. And then all the way down to Green Bay, Appleton. The last one that's, that's metered. 69th. <laughs> Wow. That's wow. NFL is playing this weekend to Smallville sure and are. still will kill it in ratings. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody it doesn't matter where you know, where they are, who's playing. If it's an NFL game, you're gonna have everybody tuning in just to watch it. I mean it's it's incredible the numbers the NFL does. What do you think of the tenth ranked Memphis Tigers? 
Wow. Um, I mean, if we could get some more of that performance against Wichita State on uh, on Sunday, I mean, the, the three-point shooting in that game was something that I have not seen in a really long time from a Memphis team. Best they played all year? Oh, easily. Easily, I think. And, and I'm going to ask Dave this. Who is the best team they've played all year? Because, look, now they're into a run. We know – what the schedule is. The yeah. schedule is not suddenly going to change. We'll probably go, no, no, no. We're going to switch a letter from mm-hmm. AAC to ACC, and you're going to go down to back a road for a week. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. We know that. We, we know this, the schedule, South Florida this week, Tulane this weekend, then UAB, Rice, Wichita State, Temple, Tulane again, North Texas, et cetera. We, mm-hmm. we know what that's going to be, but we also know that net. They love you pounding someone. Sure do. We saw it after after that Wichita State win went from about what fifty to uh, to thirty nine. I mean, just a a massive jump for the Tigers. So I mean, and hopefully, you know, I, you can get into a role like that. Maybe that wakes them up. That game against Wichita, and you can get in a role where you're where you're starting to really handle business and and that net reflects. But I mean, that was extremely impressive on the road. And and I know it was cold. I know the conditions weren't great in Wichita, but there were a, a good amount of people there in Wichita. And, and still, I mean, just a a, a pounding by the Tigers. I, I'm no, nobody nobody should expect it. I don't I, I don't think you would if this was. You know, 2000, 2007, 2018, maybe that one. Hmm. But nobody's expecting 18 and 0 in AAC. No, no. no. With every passing game, it gets a little more attainable. A little closer, doesn't it? I mean, and... what would that do? What would what would two against FAU? I, I do think FAU needs to stay propped up today yeah. in, in in the net. FAU's first in the AAC. Mm-hmm. At twenty six, SMU at thirty eight, right. Memphis at thirty nine, and then the well, and then North Texas at sixty, and then the hmm. big drop off. Yeah. Fifth in the AAC is Tulane at one hundred four. Fifth in the SEC huh. is Mississippi State at thirty four. Wow, it's incredible! It's incredible. I mean, I. It, it's that big fall off, and I mean, I looking at. I have this website. I don't know what it's called, but you know, it's somebody that goes, and I think it's automatically updated every day with the net. Um, and then they've also got you know breaking down. You can click on a team and see kind of their individual um, net and what it looks like. And looking just at Memphis's you know schedule, I mean, coming up, it is a lot of quad three and quad four games, and that's just it what is. the American is 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 built up of. And and, and the Tigers can't help that. Uh, no, you, but you can't. You can, you can go out and pound them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, it needs to start with South Florida. South Florida is one forty six. And Memphis had the close loss at Tulsa. And, you know, we're I think some of us, including me, were trying to, you know, kind of convince of you know pesky Tulsa at Tulsa. Right. Weird things yeah. happen. Sure, they're two o three. Wow. Yeah. No. Uh, but Not rock one o three. Rock two o three. Two o three. I like that. I like that. Um, no, and this will be um, looking at it as of today. This will be uh USF's first quad one opponent they've played this season. They're they're zero and zero in quad one games, um one and two in quad two. So um you know they haven't played a, a, a bunch of world beaters either. I mean the biggest team they've played this season is Florida State. Um they won that game. Um but you know, yeah, I mean go and come back home and, and hopefully handle handle business if you're the Tigers against USF. And and what kind of luck is it in a year that you really schedule non conference very smartly, very he- very heavily SEC and just about all of them, except for uh, A and M and Ole Miss, mm-hmm. 
they're now starting to hurt you. Yeah. Arkansas at 113. Wow. Mizzou at 119. And Vandy, you need the Hubble telescope <laughs> to find them at uh. 249. Oh, Vandy. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a that's a quad four game, an SEC game that's a quad four game, Brett. That's uh, You don't see that very often. I, and it, it just kills you because, you know, like tonight, you, you got 113 Arkansas playing 41 A&M mm-hmm. at Bud Walton Arena, and, and I think a must win for both teams. Yeah, yeah. Both teams really for Arkansas. Them, yeah. I mean, tipping point for Arkansas season because, you know, right now you look at – Brian, you look at the SEC basketball standings, they look a lot like football did. Vandy and Arkansas at the bottom. Yeah, and I don't think uh, I don't think any Arkansas fan really saw that coming this year, especially in basketball. I mean, Brett, let's not forget, this team was the 14th ranked team to start the season. And now Brian, I picked them at. to win it all. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. I haven't. Yikes. Yeah, I mean it's just been yeah. it's been a bad season, but they need it. Um, yeah, they need a win more than uh, most teams in college basketball right now. And and, and really close, to, it, it they don't have an identity, but close to you, you know blowing it for for Musselman being the portal king. Mm-hmm. We're talking about that trust of the Cowboys next summer. Yeah. Any of these portal kings after they have a clunker like this, mm-hmm. they, they got to rebuild it. Got to. Got to. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to go right back into that portal. And I don't think uh, people are going to be as nice and trusting. Oh, you know, see what he's done. Yeah, he's already we, done it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got the combo guard from, <laughs> from Coppin State. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Hop on the must bus. No. Yeah. It's going to have to be a lot more showing. Um, than it is just believing. But uh, we got a lot to get to uh, this afternoon in the show, so let me set up today's show uh, before we get to top and not top story of the day. 3.30, like Brett just mentioned, uh, Dave Voloshin, the voice of the Tigers, he'll join us, talk Tiger basketball, what's happened um, over the last week and the game this week against USF. 3.45, we got to talk about the Grizzlies, a big win for them uh, yesterday evening against the Golden State Warriors, the Martin Luther King Jr. game. The shorthanded Grizzlies get a big win <laughs> Over the Warriors, is that for Warrior fans too? Can they use those those tissues? I, I, I got the tissue, you and I told you, I told Johnny, I I can just pray <laughs> that somehow the last day of the year, that's the loss for Golden State that keeps them oh, out of the man. playoffs. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, ESPN is breaking down everybody, and they go that loss against the shorthanded Grizzlies. That's really what got the GG Jackson that. game. You know, I mean, GG Jackson was unbelievable last night. So we'll talk Grizzlies. We'll talk GG. Vince Williams also looked really good in that game. Four o'clock. Brent Beard from First Coast News in Jacksonville will join us. Talk some college football. A lot to get into. A lot has happened um, since we last talked to Brent uh, a week ago. Nick Saban was still coaching uh, a week ago when we talked. Uh, to Brent Beard. So a lot to get to at 4 o'clock. 4.30, we'll get into the NFL, talk about all the games uh, for Wild Card Weekend. 4.45, we'll get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, we'll bounce right back into the NFL with Bo Marchant. 5.30, we'll get to what's trending. And at 5.45, we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're in our Family Leisure Studios where family and fun come together. Get over there now for the floor model sale. All floor model patio sets priced to move. Wicker sofa set under $200. 
$2,000. Closeout patio cushions as low as $25. Pool tables under $1,500. Theater seating under $2,000. And four-person hot tubs now under $5,000. Infrared and traditional steam saunas 25% off. And I know it sounds weird with all the snow we've got, but go ahead and get ready for summer and purchase your above-ground pool right now to get first in line for installation when it gets a little warmer outside. That special financing is also still available, but only at Family Leisure 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. He's Brian. I'm Brett, and we got Johnny Hill producing us. We're with you until 6 o'clock. We're so glad to be back today. You can reach us at 901-360-8255. Even some rough pictures, you can text in hmm. as well. Those at 901-360-8255. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. Great offers on all the 2024 models and always special leasing options. The one and only Lexus dealership in town, you can call them at 901-334-9673. Drive in luxury and confidence, knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Stop by today at Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2024 flagship LS500. You'll be looking, you'll be driving in style. They're online at LexusofMemphis.com, and when you purchase one of those Lexus cars, top-of-the-line engineering and design, they make for the luxury driving experience. Again, online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top top story of the day. Well, my top story of the day is uh, really all the coaching moves that have happened over the weekend. Uh, Really, in college football, we know about Kalen DeBoer, now the head coach um, at Alabama, taking over for Nick Saban, uh, and they go out and hire Jed Fish uh, to take over at Washington. But I I thought this was interesting. This morning, uh, I believe it was this morning, uh, Washington Athletic Director Troy Danen joined uh, one of the local talk shows in Seattle to talk about kind of the changing, everything that's happened, Kalen DeBoer leaving, Jed Fish in, and they asked him, when did you kind of get the sense that Kalen DeBoer was going to leave? You know, when when did those conversations happen? When did you get the feeling that, hey, I need to start looking for head coaches to fill this position if it comes available? His response? Thanksgiving. He said that Washington put a contract on the table for DeBoer, and he said it was a very good contract on the table for him to sign before Thanksgiving, and he would not sign it. They could get nowhere uh, you know, past just putting it on the table. He wouldn't sign it, wouldn't do anything. And he said uh, around that Thanksgiving weekend is when he started looking around and saying, okay, let me go ahead and get a list together of guys to replace him if that does happen. So when everybody's sitting here saying, wow, Washington moved pretty quick, and we know you have to move quick um, this day and age of college athletics, but it's not Sounds like he's had a short list uh, of coaches since Thanksgiving ready for this Well, when it happened. Smart on his part, yep. real smart. And in other AD news today, Ross Bjork, formerly at Ole Miss, yeah. was at Texas A&M leaving A&M to go be the wow. successor to Gene Smith at The Ohio State University. What, what a move for Ross and his family. I'm so happy for him. And ADs don't move very often in the SEC. The seniority for ADs is this, Mitch Barnhart since 2002, Ray Tanner at South Carolina since 2012, Scott Strickland at Florida since 2016, Greg Byrne at Bama in 2017, Hunter Yurchek later in 2017 to Arkansas, and now sixth 
in seniority in the SEC of ADs, Keith Carter at Ole wow. Miss. That's hard My to top story. It is. And, and they, that didn't move as often as coaches no, move. No, it does not. Uh, my top story, the Elite Eight in the NFL is all set. One seed's await, uh, uh, and one of those one seeds, they have Lamar Jackson, the MVP. In Baltimore, they're waiting on Rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud. In Houston, one seed in the NFC, San Francisco, and Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback, Brock Purdy. Their weight suddenly very relevant, Jordan Love. Sunday will be Baker Mayfield, a former number one pick, now with Tampa Bay facing another number one pick. Jerry Goff with a new team in Detroit. And late next Sunday, finally, someone gets Patrick Mahomes out of Arrowhead, and Josh Allen and the Bills are ready to finally play him in their version of the North Pole instead of at Arrowhead. (laughs) Not top story of the day. Well, my not top story of the day is how the season ended for the NFC East. The Cowboys started it off Sunday afternoon and just – I don't know who that was on the field. It wasn't the Cowboys. That defense wasn't the Cowboys defense I've seen. That all zone season. defense, right? Right, it was miserable. It was miserable. It was a, it was a bad afternoon. Where was Michael Parsons all day? I don't know. I mean, they kept dropping him back. I, I, it was very weird. I, I didn't understand it at all. I know they've been upset with um, you know him seemingly getting held every single time he tries to get to the backfield, and so I don't know if they tried to do something different. Seems like a weird time to do something different, um, especially with your best player on the field. But Cowboys did not show up at all. And now uh, comes the questions. Mike McCarthy, Brett, we talked about it last week. You know, all eyes were going to be on him uh, in the playoffs. And now can't even get out of the wild card, a wild card game that you hosted at home. It's going to raise a lot of questions. And then that other team in the NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> the the season, how it came to an end. Thank you, Brett. I, I'm going to need those tissues. Johnny. Yeah, I'm going to need them. I'm going to need them. <laughs> Before the Eagles... How the season ended for them, the the down the stretch just completely falling apart, uh, and then on the road Something against the Buccaneers, wrong. something's wrong. I mean, this team is not the same. Uh, now Jason Kelsey, the, the report's coming out that he told the team after the game that he's done, he's retiring. Uh, some changes could be coming, and could one of those changes be to head coach Nick Sirianni? I don't know if, you know, it's probably going to be one of my first questions to Bo this afternoon, either neither or both being fired. Um, uh, Sirianni and McCarthy, but it would be something if we started the 2024 season with the two teams that went to out of the NFC East that went to the playoffs with new coaches. But it's very possible. Only one division in the NFL with two teams currently in the playoffs. NFC North. Wow, that's right. Green Bay and Detroit in the AFC. It's one from each. It's all. It's well represented. Two in the NFC from, from the North. My not top story, best win of the year yesterday for the Grizzlies. Yeah. And, and a just let it rip game. Mm-hmm. And I think that may be the, the mission statement the rest of the year. It, you have nothing to lose. Go out there and start chunking them. Yep. Right, let the threes rain, uh, and, and hope nobody else gets hurt. Try to get to mid March, 20th of March, 25th of March. Shut down Jerry and Jackson. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it on a precautionary front, and then let Gigi Jackson just just let him develop. Uh, no bad habits on or off the court. Mm-hmm. Just take care of business there. Uh, there won't there won't be there won't be many wins. Just accept that now. We're coming up on the halfway mark, and we're going to we're at 30, uh, 40 games played right now. 
And that's what it's going to look like if that the rest of the way. I think 30 wins will be hard to get to. Mm-hmm. Don't know how much you want to get to them. Yeah. You want to start jockeying for draft position. But yesterday is a refl- will be a reflection of how the Grizzlies should try to look the rest of the year. Yeah, and it was fun to watch. I mean, seeing Gigi out there doing his thing, Vince out there doing his thing, Zaire. I mean, it was kind of fun. It's it's been fun to watch these young guys kind of prove what they have and and you know see what you have in the future with some of these rotation guys. So uh, I, I was there Friday night when yeah. Bain got hurt. That that's it. I mm, give. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. When I was watching it, I just could not believe my eyes. But I'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we're talking Tigers with Dave Lotion. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Let's welcome longtime voice of the Tigers and host of Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings at 10 right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Dave Woloshin to talk Tigers football and basketball with Bryant and Brett. Dave Woloshin joins us now, the voice of the Tigers, also the host of Wolo and Friends on this station every morning at 10 a.m. Dave, thanks so much for joining us and uh, that performance by the Tigers in Wichita Sunday afternoon. One of the best performances uh, offensively for sure that I can remember the second half uh, coming out and, and really could not miss a three uh, for most of that second half. What did you see uh, in a, a very cold Wichita Sunday afternoon? Oh man, was it cold. I've been in some cold places. I grew up in Chicago. I lived in the Rocky Mountains I think base for steamboat is like seventy three or seventy four hundred elevation. It was so cold when we arrived in Wichita. The temperature I want to say was like six degrees, maybe five, but with the wind chill, it was twenty two below. So for the walk from the airplane to the FBO, where you go pick up your rental car, sometimes it's out on the tarmac. We had to walk a little bit. I, I would say it was a hundred yards. That was. Freezing. The only other time I can remember it ever being colder, not where I lived in the mountains, not in Chicago. We did, I want to say it was 1988, somewhere in there, um, a game at the University of Minneapolis. I was doing TV at the time. Charlie Cabanero wanted us to wear tuxedos, so we did. Now, we had overcoats, but we parked uh, uh, on the University of Minnesota about a block and a half or so from where you would go into the building. That was the coldest I've ever been, but it was freezing. But it was warm inside Coke Arena. Uh, Penny Hardaway, who has been involved in a lot of basketball games as a player and a coach, said it was the most fun game he'd ever witnessed. I can tell you the pace at the beginning of that game was absurd. I want to say, if you guys were watching, help me out here, but I want to say at the 10-minute mark, first of all, the first meeting didn't come up, time out didn't come until there was like 12.57 remaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, poor Malcolm Dandridge almost passed out on our radio equipment because it's right by the bench. And um, I, I want to say by the 10-minute mark, we'd already had 13 lead changes and seven ties. Back Crazy. and forth at a pace that was ridiculous. Nobody would miss. Uh, I think the teams combined made their first five threes. I can tell you this. I've never in a college basketball game seen a combined 
32 threes made. 32 threes made. That's crazy. That's the game where the game was. And then, uh, obviously, the second half with uh, David Jones going crazy. He scored, I, I think he scored 13 in about two minutes and 39 seconds. It was 15 after after five minutes, and, and the Tigers were just pulling away. Uh, and Walton was great in the game. Quinterly had 11 assists and one turnover. They had 25 assists in the game with only, what, 10 turnovers. I mean, it was it was a sight to see. Uh, six different guys had dub- double figures. Six different guys made threes. If Memphis plays this way, and they're not going to be able to sustain that, that kind of shooting, but if, if they play with this pace, and anywhere near that efficiency, it's going to be a great year. Now, they gave up a lot of threes, and they have, in conference play, not defended the three well at all. In fact, I believe they're giving up. They're making, in conference play, ten and a half threes, but they're giving up eleven and a half. So they got to get better defending the threes. If they can do that, if they get slightly better at that, this, this should be just one heck of a fun year. In the last two games, in the 40 minutes of regulation, 94 against Texas San Antonio and 112 against Wichita State. Why not? Well, think about this, Brett. Let's count the overtime because they do. That was the first time that Memphis in back-to-back games had 100-plus points since the 1986 team. Yeah, 107 and 112, yeah. But... Get 112 in a 40-minute college game. I, I do think, Dave, we've gotten a little desensitized uh, because because, and this is a good thing because of the Grizzlies. But remember, those games are 48 minutes with right. professional players. 112 right. from college players. Um, how about 63 and a half? That's a 20-minute. How about 63 and a half? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Like you can't make this stuff up. What's going on this year? Uh, you just you can't. I mean, from uh, Jordan Brown leaving, and now you know Munsey does the story uh, about him possibly coming back. You've got uh, Tomlin coming in. Mm-hmm. You got JJ uh, Taylor leaving, and through all this, these guys have gotten tighter and tighter somehow, some way. It sounds like, according to Jason Munz, very very fine reported. It sounds like the team will ultimately decide that Coach Hardaway is going to let them decide, and maybe they have decided on 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 Jordan Brown's return or not. When he does return, Dave, don't you think Coach Hardaway and Jordan Brown need to be asked, scrutinized about the illness story? Well, I think we all know the illness story was a bunch of malarkey. I mean, now. Uh, I don't know that Penny will ever come out and say that, but you and I, anybody who, who's been around the team knows the guy just left. I don't know if it was for usage or whatever it was. He, he, he was not sick. He was, he was mad. And I think it'd be funny if he said, yeah, I was sick of how I was playing in my playing time. <laughs> I, and and we, we would all laugh about it. Yeah. We would. I, I, I guess I'll have to address that. I, I know I've heard rumblings that he could still come back. I, I've got to see it to believe it. Now, I don't think it's impossible, 
But I, I know there are plenty of guys on that team that do not want him back because he quit them. And there's no denying he quit them. Now, and, and as far as the university, I know they're going to, and, and they are well within their right, and they are following the the, the tenets, so the, they're following the letter of the law on HIPAA. Okay, well, that's fine, but that doesn't preclude Jordan Brown from talking about it. The university can't d- discuss his private medical uh, information, but he can. He could go, yeah, I, I was, you know, kind of like Alan Iverson, the great quote, they asked him, you know, if he was if he was uh, uh, no, no longer in, hurt, and he said, yeah, my, my rear end was hurt from sitting on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, you know, his lack of playing time, Really, if you look at it, he started every game that he was there for. His lack of playing time came from his own lack of ability to stay out of foul trouble. That's right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't believe that he he can blame anybody but himself for his poor play. Now, he could say, well, this was not really a good fit for me. I probably shouldn't have come here because the way Penny plays, is not like uh, I would be used at other places or have been used at other places mm-hmm. that like to go to a half court, like to slow things down. Promise you this, if Jordan Brown was there, you would not have seen 63 points in the second half at Wichita State. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a good point. We're talking Dave Lotion, the voice of the Tigers. Uh, Jaquan Walton had an unbelievable game against Wichita State. 23 points, made six three-pointers. This is a guy that a lot of people um, were upset with, didn't think he was playing well. I, I heard it uh, the past couple of days, um, that uh, or the past couple of games that I had been at, You know, just fans just being fed up with him trying to take threes, his play. A lot of people were mad um, and thought he wasn't playing well. What have you made of, of Jaquan Walton, this turnaround, and his performance on Sunday against Wichita State? Well, he, he knows that gym, obviously. He likes the yeah. tight lines. But I, I think Memphis does. Uh, they've won seven games in a row against Wichita State, so they play pretty well in Coke Arena. Uh, I wish we could we could get those sight lines, I guess, in Memphis. <laughs> yeah. that, that would be helpful. Uh, Walton, not, not to make excuses, there's two things here. I think over the last week and a half or so, one, he got really sick, and I saw that. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was wearing a mask on the plane. Uh, he was uh, under under the weather. And then he he got hurt, and I'm, I'm trying to remember, I think it was in Tulsa, where he got hit in the stomach. Yeah. And, and so he, I, I think he had a, an injury he was trying to play through. And then we, we were talking with Penny about this on the TV show, In Between Takes, not on the on the air, but um, Jaquan, it took a little while for Jaquan to figure out his role. You know, he was the main scorer, their leading scorer at Wichita State. Well, he's not going to be that here. So he had to redefine his role. For a while there, it was going to be as a rebounder and a guy who would run the floor to start, get the outlet pass, or take the rebound, run down, and really get transition going. Um and, and then it is now morphed with the injury to Caleb Mills that he's going to be probably the biggest perimeter defender that you're going to put on a guard. Yeah. So his his game has got to be different than it was at Wichita State. I, I think he's still trying to figure that out. And, Dave, it may not be a team that remains on the Tigers' schedule the rest of the way. Or it could be. It could be FAU got them twice. It could be a rematch with SMU at Moody. It could be... Uh, North Texas down in – it could be a couple teams. But what's the type of team 
that you think can cause the Tigers trouble the rest of the way? And what's the best team the Tigers have faced so far this year? Oof. Um, now, don't forget, I was not down in the Bahamas, so I didn't see Villanova up close. The Villanovas turned out to be just a very average team. I didn't see Arkansas up close, and they turned they've turned out to be a portal team with a lot of pieces that have not meshed, and I don't know if they're going to. When Tiger portal goes Villanova. wrong, team, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's. You know, unfortunately for Memphis, that's a quad three win. It's killing the net. Uh, I would say Clemson was the best team we saw. They're, they got really nice pieces. A&M's a good team. There, there's no question about that. Memphis played really well to win that game. I think the team that could get Memphis would be a well-rounded team that handles the ball, that can take the pressure. It could be FAU in the long run. And certainly, I think it'll be the best team we see in conference. SMU. You know, any road game, look, 13 ranked teams fell to unranked teams mm-hmm. last week. Five of them in the top six. So, you know, no one's immune to this. You're going to lose games. We're not going to see the Indiana undefeated team of, uh, what was it, 72? 76, we're, yeah. 76? We're, 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 I don't think we'll ever see that again because they play too many games. Dave, I'll go one many- more than that. I don't. I don't think we'll see a team carried into February. <laughs> Maybe not. There isn't anybody anymore. And, um, you know, the last team that I really thought had a good chance, maybe should have, was that 07-08 Tigers team. Because yeah. they were 38 and, uh, and, and two. And, 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 and Cal's team that lost to Wisconsin in semis was really close. Oh, that was mm-hmm. a, you're right. That was a At Kentucky. Team. It really yeah. was. Yeah. No, it, uh, so, but, Cal, Cal, you could argue John Calipari's been the, the the really the closest coach to doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, about well, few a few years ago at Gonzaga, they mm-hmm. they got close. They did. I uh, they got to the NCAA tournament that way for sure. They, they got to the finals, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Was it in the finals or the semis? I, I, I thought what was it? Prime, finals or semis for Gonzaga? I think it was the finals. Yeah. I'd have to go look it yeah. up. Yeah, but. I, I, I do know that somewhere along the line you're gonna you're gonna fall on the road here to one of these teams. I don't, you know SMU could do it, but SMU has a hard time scoring unless it's off of second chance points or in transition off turnovers. They're not a very good shooting team. We haven't seen FAU in person. FAU can be really good. I mean, mm-hmm. I I think they're an excellent excellent basketball team. I, I, w- I would say Wichita State would have a tough time beating us in Memphis after yeah. what we just did there. Tulane, that's the game after the Maybe. USF game yeah. this week. That's a team. Ron Hunter's a heck of a coach. He is. He's a really excellent coach. They've got two or three really good pieces on that team. So, you know, if, if you don't. Down there Sunday, well, you behave on Saturday night down there. <laughs> I will. It's not I know good bail bondsmen down there if you need one. <laughs> Yeah, mm. you you know everybody down there. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It was uh, the national championship game for uh, Gonzaga, by the way. Lost to Baylor. You know what? That that was was that the year where they they just steamrolled over somebody in the semis. Nim, uh, the, that point guard Nimrod, mm-hmm. um, Nemard, Nemard. Excuse me. Yeah, that was he COVID was, year, wasn't it, Brian? Twenty one. Uh, yeah, yeah, twenty one. But that was hey, that was, was tournament played in the bubble in Indianapolis. Sure was. Yeah, 
he he was fantastic in that semi, and they shut him down in the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that was the uh, one of those games. I think was when uh, Suggs hit that uh, against UCLA that buzzer beater. Yeah, against UCLA. Yeah. That was a really really fun team to watch. But Would Dave, stay warm. Yeah, it, it's 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 no warm. it's no tropical paradise here today. <laughs> no, I, I've already made my runs out there. We did uh, <laughs> the show in the morning. I drove for that. Actually, Brett, this no because. Now, it could change. When are we supposed to get another wintery mix? Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. But this snow is like the perfect. This is what you hoped for when you lived in Steamboat Springs. This you dry. wanted it to be really cold to get that dry, fluffy. Because it, uh, it is. Kind of you, you, you couldn't have a good snowball fight with this snow. Mm-mm. No, no, no. This is perfect skiing stuff, and this is good snow to drive on. I'm serious. Now I, I saw gets, I saw earlier today the dew point was zero, and that is I mean wow. that's really that's bone yeah. dry. Sure is. Well, you know it's interesting they said that because just to learn little things, I thought for sure that when we left Wichita we'd have to be de-iced, mm, but yeah. because the dew point was so low, they got, we didn't need to be de-iced. It was below <laughs> the, the field was 22 <laughs> below, and we didn't get the ice. So go see. Up. That, this is what the listening audience gets. Live, local, late breaking, bridges and overpass coverage. We got it all day. Hey, we get the icing and, and we get two points. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we got it all. Dave, we'll do it again. Thank you, week. Dave. You got it. Talk to you tomorrow, Brad. You got it, man. Thanks, Dave. Dave Ocean, the voice of the Tigers, joins us every Tuesday to talk Tigers. Let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we got to talk about this Grizzlies team, a big win for the young guys last night against the Warriors. We'll do that next on Sports Time. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. The Grizzlies last night against the Golden State Warriors. Their winners, 116-107. to Draymond Green's return game, but... It was the Grizzlies that stole the moment in Gigi Jackson that really shined 23 points off the bench alongside uh, Vince Williams, who had his first uh, or, uh, first start since that contract. Um, uh, 24 points for him. Really good game all around for these young guys. Fun game. I, I think the win of the year, fun home game yeah. of the year on the day of the year at home. And unfortunately for the NBA, two days that – that are their days, Christmas Day and the celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King, the mm-hmm. federal holiday. The N- the NFL has just come in and, and won the day so sure big has. with TV ratings. But it was a good win regardless of what the TV ratings mm-hmm. will say. It was a win of the year for the Grizzlies and to do it over them. And I can just hope at the end of the year. That's the one game that cost the Warriors the ten seed. Yeah, I mean that would be uh, that would be a lot. Yeah, of I'm fun bitter. I can't stand them. <laughs> I mean, it would be. Uh be nice to be able to look at that and, and say, all right, well, our season might have been rough, but uh, but at least they didn't get in, um, you know, so uh, I don't know. It was fun, and I uh, I have really enjoyed over these last, uh, you know, trying to take the silver lining. I've enjoyed these last couple 
of uh, of games where we're going to be development basketball. It, we're going to see what what the Grizzlies have in these we young are. guys I, with everybody. What they've been saying, it's just where we um, are. Yeah, and, and we're just going to see where these guys are and uh, and what they've got, what the future can look like with these guys. Can you rely on them off the bench? Um, and it's been a lot of fun, and that's certainly uh, one way to start it with a win. Over I, the I, I didn't Warriors. catch it yesterday. Please tell me. And I, I don't know if it was pregame or halftime that they had that they recognized mm-hmm. the honorees. Yep. Please tell me the crowd in unison went Ozzy, Ozzy <laughs> for Osborne Earl Smith, the best shortstop I've ever seen play. It was certainly uh, they did it before the game. It was certainly the best uh, ovation of Good. the the people that were there. I couldn't. You, there was a lot of music talking yeah. going on, so you couldn't hear you know any chance. I think or that's like the that. second baseball honoree. Willie, I know Willie Mays was honored, yeah. so we got a, we're pretty good up the middle with Willie yeah. Mays and Ozzie yeah, Smith. That's uh, the two you'd want, but uh, no, that was a lot of fun. Yesterday, I know uh, Rob Fisher interviewed him at halftime, and that was a lot of fun. So it was a good day all around for the Grizzlies. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we're talking college football with Brent Beard. 